Thank you for coming back for episode three of Real Rock Talk. My name is Marion, your host, and if you've made it this far, uh, you should have a really good understanding of where you want to be right now in the future. So just to recap, we have grabbed two pieces of paper, one for the fourth quarter of 2019, one for the first for actually three, one for the fourth quarter of 2019, one for all of 2020, and then one for the first quarter of 2020. And what we've done is divide that up into four sections, uh, physical, emotional, spiritual, and financial. And we have written down different goals of what we've wanted to do, not just for this quarter, but also for next year, uh, for the, the entire year, and then also for the first quarter of next year. So in doing that, what we're now looking at in this episode is purpose. What is your why and why are you wanting to do it? And in this episode, we're going to concentrate a little bit more uh, specifically as to how to uh, how to get to that point and then how to make that point work for you. So first, we're going to do the little quick and simple thing. And that's this. When you figure out what your why is, why are you doing what you're wanting to do? What is the goal, the purpose of what you're wanting to do? So let's say you want to double your income. Why? What's the purpose? Make sure that you know that. Make sure that if you don't, if, make sure that not only that you know it, but you've written it down somewhere that you've told people about it. For instance, this podcast would never have started. If I hadn't constantly been telling people what my goals and desires were, if I hadn't been telling my wife what I wanted to do, and over time, it's just being able to say it and making it happen, looking up and one day deciding, I'm going to make this happen, and here is how. That is how you're going to turn things around for your life, and that is how you're going to turn things around for your community and those people around you. So what you're going to do is you're going to figure out your why. And in that, it may be family. It may be children. It may be a significant other. It may be, depending on your stage in life, wanting to write things off of your bucket list. It may be just trying to do a, a goal or a, or a dream that you've had that you never had the opportunity to go back and fix or finish. Maybe it's going back to school, getting your degree, whatever that whatever that is. That is what you have to do so that you can make that goal happen. And once you start putting meat on that goal, once you start fleshing it out, once you start telling that goal what it's going to become, you are giving it direction, you're giving it order, and over time, you yourself will look up and go, you know what, that wasn't so hard. So maybe in the fourth quarter, you're writing all everything down, and then in the first quarter, you've broken everything into bits. And as you attack each of those little bits, now you can go back and second quarter work on it, third quarter work on it, fourth quarter work on it, where a year from now, you are further along in obtaining your goals than you ever were before. Maybe it's making that emergency fund. That emergency fund is really easy. It's three to six months of expenses. You take everything that you pay out. 
that are, are a, what you consider the most important bills. And then you multiply that number by three, four, five, or six, whatever you feel comfortable with, and then figuring out how to get there. You know, maybe you want to have a thousand dollars in a in a stash fund for absolute emergencies. Now you're all of a sudden figuring out, like we've talked before, you're dividing that up into 52 weeks. If you get paid every two weeks, it's 26 weeks. Now all of a sudden you look up and it's completely possible to make that thousand dollars, have that in the bank, and then a year from now, you've already reached that goal, if not sooner. See, it's so easy to dream. But when you give dreams a name, when you give goals a name, you turn around and you instantly make it something of yours. You instantly give it life. And as a parent myself, when you give something life, when you give a child life, you are actually giving it a name. You're giving it clothing. You're raising it up. You're, you're telling, you're giving of yourself as far as your values, your standards, your desires, your goals for it. And when you have that, that's all you want to see it have. You want your children to grow up with the values and morals that you have. Some of you may want better values and morals than what you have. And you want to give your dream the ability to flourish. And one of the things that I've learned is, is that dreams don't always just have one particular goal or one particular thing. And that when it gets to that point, it's done. No, sometimes your dream turns around and gives you energy for other things. It fuels other things in your life. And when you can make that happen, you are actually turning around and being able to give it legs, give it growth. And that is when your dreams will turn around and do things for you that it, you thought never would happen. So in the end, you could turn around and let's say, for instance, again, using a hypothetical example, you want to double your income. So when you double your income, what are you doing? You're working a little harder for a small period of time, but you're trying to get to that point. Maybe it's driving for Domino's Pizza. Maybe it's working part-time at Walmart. Maybe it's working part-time at Kroger or whatever supermarket is in your area. And in that process, what you're doing is you're gaining that extra money. You may be getting a discount. You're gaining that extra money and all of a sudden you've reached your goal. What do you do? You can quit or you can expand on that goal. And now maybe you're able to bless somebody. Maybe you're able to help somebody that you know is struggling. You know, this is the time of year right before Christmas time when people begin to struggle because they do not, for one reason or another, um, plan. Let's just say that politely. They don't plan for Christmas. They don't plan for the holidays. Um, I know people who get more the more sad during the holidays. And so it has a drag. It has a, a, an effect on their person, on their psychology. And so what ends up happening is things like I miss work or things happen where it, it affects the pocketbook at the end of the day. You want your goals and dreams to be able to overcome those things and to change your mindset. 
And, you know, I have a friend who lost a parent a year ago. And it was one of the hardest things for uh, this friend to go through because it required this this particular person was extremely close to their to their uh, to their mother. And it took a long time for this person to overcome that. And still hasn't overcome it, come it today. And one of the things that you, one of the things that you learn is that when other things come up, when other things um, grab your attention, it allows you to rethink what's going on. And you have to, you have to go on the mentality that what is happening in your life has an opportunity to influence you and move you. And where it has an influence to move you, it gives you the ability to either move forward, take a step back, or become stagnant. You never want to stop moving. You want to continue to move forward. Let's say you want to go back to school and in the first six months you fail three of your classes. That doesn't mean you stop and it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. But what it does mean is that you have to keep trying. You have to use the resources around you. You have to have the support around you. You have to know what your why is. Why are you going back to school? What is the must in your life that makes you feel the need that you have to go back to school and get this degree? And I use my wife as an example. Um, You know, I told her that one of the reasons she needs to go back to school is because she needs to go back and therefore accomplish something that she's always wanted to do. She wanted to get her college degree. But she was in a position for years where she couldn't do that for for various reasons. And so now she's in a position where she can go back. And I'm encouraging her to go back, not necessarily to grab a job and make money, but it's just to have that under her belt so that she not only raises her self-esteem, but she also raises her self-worth in her own mind. And it encourages her children and her grandchildren to go back to school. So that they can make something of themselves and not just be a victim or or be a product of the environment around them. So getting back on on true track here, the question that I'm going to ask you is why? What is your why? Why are you why are you doing this? Why are you wanting to do this? What is your must? Um, why? You know, you have to make this one of the most important things. In doing this chart, you have to make this one of the most important things that you're going to be doing in your life for the next uh, for the next year. And trust me when I tell you, if you give it a year, 365 days, you give this a year, I guarantee you, you'll see changes in your life that you will that you will think. Are huge. Why do you want to do this? Once you figure that out, everything will go will go just great. So let's break this down and move forward. 
physically. Again, we all know that there's a time limit on our bodies and we all know that at one point or another, we're not going to be here. So we need to take care of ourselves the best that we can so that when we move forward, we can live longer. We can see our kids and grandkids. We can we can see the changes of the things that we've done over life. We can see that and, and just continue to move forward. Spiritually. Again, there's a timer on our bodies. Do you really want to be in that position where you have an opportunity to have a relationship with God and you wait, you procrastinate, and then one day you look up and you die and you get in front of God and God looks at you and say, why didn't you come to me? And he go, and you say, well, I knew everything else. I just thought I had time. You know, in the last episode, we talked about time being your greatest friend or your worst enemy. Financially. You know, what is the purpose? What what are you trying to accomplish? What's your why? The average person will live to be 80 years old, but will take retirement at 65. That means for 15 years, you're going to have to figure out some way to overcome the idea that Social Security is going to pay all your bills You're going to have to overcome the possibility that Medicare is going to be there for you 100% of the time. And you don't have to be from underneath the rock or live in the rock to know that both of those last statements are not true. Social Security is not going to mysteriously double in income. You're not going to get rich on Social Security. So if the average person... Needs $15,000 a year and there's 15 years between 65 and 80. That's a minimum of $225,000. Walmart's not going to always pay that. And with the new rules that Social Security have, you get penalized for going out and trying to make money. No telling what's going to happen politically with Medicare. Depending on who you are and where you live, it could be anywhere from free to Thousands of dollars a year just to maintain the body that you got now, not to make it better. So from a financial standpoint, your your purpose, your your why is going to really be dictated by your age and your health. Emotionally. Never stop learning. If you need to find a reason to get in to get into doing something new, tell yourself, I never want to stop learning. And because I never want to stop learning, I always want to keep moving. But because no matter what you do, when you become the expert in your field, people will pay you for it. People will come to you. People will want to learn from you. And that's a true statement. Study your Bible enough, people will come to you and ask you biblical questions. Who would you go to when you need biblical advice? Most people go to their pastor. Why? Who is the person who should have the most knowledge about the Bible inside and out, front and back? Duh. So if that's the case, learn. Always be learning. 
No matter what you do, become the expert. That is what the purpose is going to be for you. Not so you can be the, you know, Mr. Know-it-all. Or Sherman the dog from the old Rocky and Bullwinkle days. But what it does is it gives you the opportunity to dictate your life and be the person that you know you can be. That's what this is about. So when we break this down and we start moving forward. Think about this. Think about what your eventual goals and dreams are. Think about what you want to accomplish next year. And then think about how are we going to get there and then break it down. But in breaking it down, we want to know one thing. What is it that you're truly doing? Why are you wanting to do this? Why are you... uh, What's your end goal? What's the end game here? Are you wanting to start your own business? Maybe it's getting that degree. Maybe it's deciding to make changes in your finances. Maybe it is deciding that you're going to finally lose that weight. Or you're going to finally do things to take care of yourself that you haven't done before. And so when you consider that, you need to really consider all aspects of your life. You know, the thing is about when you attempt to do a full cleaning of your life, you have to go through everything. And when you go through everything, you can't leave one section behind. Because when you leave one section behind, it drags on the rest of you. It's like being in a boat and you raise the sail and the wind picks it up and you start going. But you have a 500 pound anchor behind you because you decided that you didn't want to pull the anchor up. It puts a drag on the rest of you. Life is too short for you to be dragging around. It's time for you to get up and go, to start now, to stop procrastinating. If you fail at something, fail forward. But don't give up. You tried to save $500 and all of a sudden your car blew up and your $500 decided that it needed to go to, the co- go to getting a car. That's fine. It's not a failure. It just means life happened. Now you turn around and you keep going. So when that happens, when that takes place, you want to give yourself the opportunity to be the best person you can be. If something happens and you turn around And you fail at it. It doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean everything else falls falls to the cracks. It just means that for a brief moment in time, you did not succeed 100%. Reggie Jackson, Mr. October, New York Yankee, war number 44. Played for only really two teams, the Yankees and the Athletics at the end of his career. Had more strikeouts than anyone else in baseball. That's a record. But what do we truly know him for? Four home runs in one game in a World Series? All the home runs he got to hit? 
It's just like, you know, it's like Hank Aaron and, and some of the baseball guys today. We remember him for the home runs, but we like to forget the strikeouts. I like to remember Casey at the bat, but we want to forget that Mundville he struck out. So you, sometimes, you know, when you fail, failure is a given, but failure is a great thing. Failure is one of those things that allows you to get up and dust yourself off and try again and say, okay, you know what? Next time I'm not going to do that. It's like playing a video game back in the 80s where everything was dictated and you had to go up, down, left, right, A, B, A, B, C, down, down. And if you didn't do it in the right sequence, you died. But if you remembered the cheat code and wrote it down, you could pick up where you left off and make a change. And in some of the some of the you know video games today, people do that now. They get right back up and they start over from where they're at. And yet, here's the thing. You don't see people going all depressed and everything over a video game. They get up and they try again. The same thing should be in life. Keep going. Keep trying. Don't stop. Don't be that person that just gives up after one failure and sit down. Thomas Edison kept going. A thousand experiments that he failed at. But it was the one thousand and one he found the light bulb. And from there, GE and Westinghouse were never the same companies ever again. I told you the story more than once about Colonel Sanders. Failure and failure and failure to get a franchise for his chicken. Not until he was in his 60s and still died a multimillionaire. Ladies and gentlemen, you have the opportunity that no other creature on this planet have. You have the ability to succeed. Even remember the, remember the little song we sang as kids, the itsy bitty spider went up the water spout. What did he do at the end of the song? He went up the spout again. Yes, I know that sounded childish, but think about it for a second. A spider is going to continue to do the same thing over and over until it either succeeds or dies. You have the ability of afterthought, forethought, hindsight. You can go back and fix a mistake. You know, I had a business and the business didn't work out. Okay, what did you do wrong? That's called reflection, hindsight. You know, when we do when we do the tax seasons, one of the things that I always do at the end of the tax season is I sit down and reflect. What did I do right? What did I do wrong? How can I make my customer service better? How can I how can I increase or influence people to make them want to come back and see us next year? What can I do to convince people that they need to do this, do that, do the other? And by doing that, by learning from my mistakes, I try to make it better experience for our customers for the following year. Because if we don't do that, if we don't try to learn from our mistakes, learn from our successes, 
we will eventually run either become too complacent in what we do, which means we become stagnant. Or worse, we run our customers off because we never figured out what was going on. So sometimes you're going to have to sit down and have a really strong conversation with yourself where you're going to look at yourself and say, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? And why am I getting to this point? And once you go from there, now you're going to have a strong, honest view of who you are and what you're doing. I'll even give you an idea that I've done years ago and it worked for me. Find somebody that you absolutely trust. And I would go, if you can find somebody who is not your spouse to do this with and ask them, what do you see in me that I can improve to make me a better person? Now, the deal behind that statement is simple. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to take what they say and go work on it, but it gives you a starting point for self-reflection. And by giving you a point for self-reflection, now you can see what others see of you. So now you can see what you need to do in you. Working on your purpose so that you can have a stronger view of where you need to go. And then once that takes place, now you can work on the four areas of your life. So as we have the last few minutes of this, I want to be more encouraging to you guys. I want you to know that you can do this. You can really go out and do this. You can be the person that you want to be. You can achieve the goals that you really want to achieve. But you have to be honest with yourself, honest about yourself. And you have to be ready to face some unwelcome and unhappy demons in your life. You may need to make some major changes in your life so that you can move forward. This may require you to cut some people off. This may require you to change some habits of yours that may not have been the best thing. This may require you to make some life habit changes that, let's just say, are better for you. And if that's the case, what's the worst thing that can happen? If you do it and fail and go back to where you were at, basically, have you really taking a step back? No. But let's say, for instance, and I'll just use this as an example. Let's say you stop smoking. Let's say on January 1st, you've made the decision to stop smoking. How are you going to reward yourself for that? Let's say, okay, the average pack of cigarettes is $4 a pack. You smoke a pack a week. 52 weeks, that's a little over $200, $216, $208 a year. You can take that $208 and maybe put that toward a staycation. Maybe put that toward a three-day weekend somewhere. Reward yourself for what you're doing when you're doing something that's going to improve yourself. Maybe treat yourself to a nice dinner as you wean down or completely go cold turkey. But give yourself... Not only the goal, the purpose, but give yourself a reward. 
Give yourself some time off mentally so that you can go, that you can relax, you can take a deep breath, and then you can go back and get started fresh when it's time for you to move forward. So when you're doing that, you're giving yourself the best opportunity for reflection and advancement. Rewarding yourself is not something that you should make easy. It's something that you need to achieve. But in that achievement, you need to go out and you need to improve. Remember, everything that we're doing is for your improvement. And so when you have this improvement, what you're wanting to do is to go out and be the best person you can be. And not only be the best person that you can be, but be that person that everybody will see as a difference in your life. In other words, you can be that guy that everybody looks to and say, well, you know, this, you know, that's a, that that guy was a great guy. He he was a good guy. He'd give you the shirt off his back. Then you have those that would say that guy is a great Christian. Which would you rather be? By investing in yourself, investing in your relationships, investing in your finances, investing in your brain, you're going to make yourself the best possible person you can be. And as long as you continue to give yourself the commitment to work on you, there will be no one else out there who can stop you from what you're doing, period. There will be no one else out there who will be able to stop you or slow you down. You know, God told Joshua in Joshua 1 that if he followed God, God would see to it that no man would stand in his way. Be that person. Be that person. And when you're that person, you can be that guy. You can be that girl. You can be that person who has, who takes control of their life and moves forward. And by being that person, you can be the best that you can be. And be a shining example to everyone else around you. I want you to be able to look at Friday the same look that you have on Monday. That when you go to work, you go to work not just for making money, but you go to work to make a difference in somebody's life. Even if it's just a quick conversation, if it's a quick compliment, whatever it is, you want to be that person. And you want to shine for that person, whether it's Friday, Monday, Wednesday, or Thursday. And because of that, when you do, other people will see that. It is so much fun to do things that you really enjoy. 
And I think that people begin to do that when they realize that it, there is a benefit to it. When we go to work, there's outside of the financial part of it, there's not really, for most people, a benefit to their job. And because there's not a benefit to that job, people hate it. So don't just work to be working unless you're in an emergency situation. Work to accomplish a a part where you're going to make a difference and you're going to help other people. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean go get a job at McDonald's and say, welcome to McDonald's, how may I help you? But what that is saying is you should go out and get to a point that you are being an effective person for those around you. As we get to the end of the week, we need to be able... As we get to the end of the week, we need to be able to be effective, be loving to those around us. We need to be able to show that happiness on the inside and bring it to the outside. That when people are not happy with their life, it shows. You know, I was explaining this in church... uh, On Wednesday night. And I said you know. Too many people. Too many Christians today. Sit on their hands. And are so unhappy with their life. So unhappy with where they're at. And and not really making a decision. As to where they want to be. And so what happens. They turn around. And they are the most sourpuss people on the planet. And when other people see them. They go. Do I want to be like that. Do I really want to be that type of person who says, thank God it's Friday? Now, in some jobs, yeah, you got to say that. But in many jobs, I mean, the question really is, is that real? Do you really want to say be happy when you leave and be unhappy when you come in? What kind of customer service is that? Imagine Christianity as customer service. The question I would ask you is this. When you go to church on Sunday, if you go to church, are you happy when you go in? Are you happy when you leave? Do you remember the message past the parking lot an hour later? Can you recall what the scripture is that the that the pastor read? Or if you were in a class like a Wednesday night class, what the teacher said? If you can't do that and you're and you're not taking notes, you should start taking notes. To have something to reference back to, to think about. If you are taking notes and you still can't remember, then you may need to question what's going on in your life. Again, having that time when you take that full hard look at yourself. Why? Because if this was a customer service job and you were the person behind the counter in your life right now, what would God think of you? 
if he walked up? Would he see you as a happy-go-lucky employee? Thrilled to be a child of God? Honored to be a Christian? Turning around and doing the things that you need to do in order to try to encourage and love on other people? Or would you be that grumbling person who you can absolutely look and tell before they even take a breath that if they could be in any other place on the planet, they would be there than to deal with you? That's the scary part in today's society. And that is the reason why more and more people are depressed. That's the reason why more and more people are unhappy with their job and unhappy with life. That's the reason why I'm trying to explain to you tonight that that should not be you in any way, shape or form. You have more to offer, more to give. Don't be that person that is going to be the Debbie Downer for everybody else around you. Don't be Doug and Wendy Weiner. Now, I realize I'm dating myself. So you youngins out there who are watching, who are listening to this, if you don't know who Doug and Wendy Weiner is, go YouTube this couple from the old Saturday Night Live. And I'm sure they have some of the some of the greatest clips of Doug and Wendy Weiner. But you'll understand what I'm saying when you hear it. Those are the type of people that you could be, they could be whatever you want to call them, but you don't want to be around them. You see them coming and you think, okay, they, you know, they're great people. They have a great attitude, but you see them coming and your eyes roll in the back of your head. Your breathing starts acting different and you go, oh my God, here they come. That's not what you want. You want to be that person that when people see you coming, they're running to you, shaking hands, giving you a hug, saying, hey, how you doing? That person that comes up to you. And when they need that consolation, when they need that extra encouragement, they're coming to you and you're giving that word of encouragement. You're giving that word of hope. I say it a lot and I do mean it. We just don't have enough hope in this country. We don't have enough people talking about hope. We don't have enough people uh, referring about hope. And because of that, that's the reason why we're seeing so much unhappiness. And when people get unhappy to a certain point, they lash out. Because we live in a society where all of a sudden now it's not an issue to not have hope. You're wrong if you're the one that has it. Well, if having hope is wrong, guess what? I'm going to enjoy having hope. Because I see encouragement on the other side. I see optimism on the other side. I see success. I see if you're listening to this and you've made it through three long episodes with me, guess what? You know in your heart that you that there's something I'm saying that must be right. And again, I'm the first one to tell you, I don't have all the answers. But as we continue to make this journey, we're going to start finding answers. And as we find answers together, we'll be able to discuss it. We'll be able to see what happens and how it goes. But I'm telling you now, you have the ability to go do this. It sounds crazy. It sounds loony. But guess what? 
You will be able to do the things that you want to do if you give this oper- if you give this theory a chance. And I promise you that even if you don't think you'll succeed at first, you will be better for it. So as we conclude this episode, just keep in mind, you are needing to come up with your purpose. You need to find out your whys. You need to find out your musts. And whatever you decide is your must, you must keep it that way. You need to write it down. Take a picture of it. Post it somewhere. Put it on your fridge. Tell other people about it. And don't be afraid to fail. Failure is just temporary. Death is permanent. Death to your body is permanent. Failure is temporary. You can do this. I know you can. And so, I thank you again for listening all the way through. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Next week, we're going to start on the financial side. And we're going to do that uh, for the next several weeks. We're going to go specifically on one particular section. And we're going to work our way through. So, next week, we'll start on financial. The week after that, we'll continue to work on spiritual. Then we'll be on uh, physical and then eventually uh, get swinging over to emotional. So again, I thank you for putting up with me this long. Hope you have a wonderful week. Remember, you can do this. God's got your back and so do I. Thank you.